Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome. The Facts and Blog and Podcast. Well, welcome into a special segment in the Facts and Blog and Podcast. Uh, today, since this uh, last week, uh, we had the next batch of our Exo Series pistol comps come out. Uh, we wanted to have uh, two of the the brains behind it uh, come in. Brains, brain <laughs> there trust. There they are. Uh, come yeah. in. The brains it's, and the brains. Two and a half brains, <laughs> two, depending oh, on how you measure it. Yes. Two and a half. <laughs> yes. You get the, it's a shared custody situation. <laughs> yes. Half. Yeah. yeah so, so, what, uh, so what we wanted to do is now that we have, you know, the line a little more fleshed out, Go over a little bit more of the intricacies of the design and talk about uh, compensation in general, because, you know, actually, uh, you know, about a month ago, Jay, you and I were on uh, Gun Stuff TV yeah. and they had uh, talked about the comps a little bit and they were asking about, you know, how much does it compensate? Uh, you know, what is the muzzle flip reduction like? And if you go to factsandfirearms.com slash pistol comps, we do have a link to a blog article there that goes over some of this, too. But we thought... Kind of doing a little more Q&A style. Aaron also printed a comically large uh, Exos comp for <laughs> us to use as a model. Our favorite thing that's ever existed in this office. Yeah, Aaron is just very tiny. That's actually <laughs> yeah, it's, it. Yeah. That's just scale. His hands are just so small. Yeah. So like the camera positioning makes him look like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it's, forced, it's forced perspective. Right. <laughs> this is the guy she told you not to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's you, it. We're gonna take a picture of that. Okay. Versus the guy she told you what was wrong. Okay, well, so we'll see you next time. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we want to go over uh, some of this um, uh, with you guys. But, you know, first thing that I just want to uh, touch on is when we started talking about the idea of of compensators, you know, what are some of the just the bigger, you know, design challenges when it when it comes to this? Like what are the things that you're looking at and what are some of the data points that you have to collect when you start, you know, engineering these things? For me, the biggest technical hurdle was just trying to get everybody to agree on what it should look like. Yeah. You know, trying to match aesthetically is, is for an engineer. Cut to Jay, Jay smirking. <laughs> <laughs> well, for an engineer, it's hard to get, you know, hold the opinions, right? Get people right. on board because everybody has a different taste in terms of, in terms of what it needs to look like, right? So yeah. from my perspective, that's the, the toughest thing is getting the looks. Yeah, so you're just worried about it working, right? right? Aaron, Aaron's giving you the the from an engineer perspective of the largest hurdle here. You know, get, getting everyone's consensus on what it looks like. Right. You know, I mean, I think that you know, I would think the the technical challenges were much bigger. Aaron is much smarter than me, uh, so the technical challenges weren't a problem for him. You know, I mean, I was thinking about the technical challenges of you know. This has to work. It has to. It has to comp. Yeah, you know, it's compensating. Yeah. Aaron's uh, not worried about it working. You know, it he to, knows it's gonna work. Right, it has to function, and yeah. uh, you know, it has to function better than all of our competition. It has to fit in a, a footprint. You know, there's there's a package size to this that you know needs to work with, you know, holsters and and whatnot. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I thought there were you know as to function without requiring a lot of modification on your your slide your pistol right. um 
you know, so I thought those were all big technical challenges, but Aaron seemed to uh Lack to kill those ones pretty yeah. easily. It was it was really the how's it how's it need to look thing. It yeah. was like like after Aaron had a functioning thing, right. uh, you know, it took us forever to come to any sort of consensus on visuals. Well, and and I realized that I've, <laughs> I I failed to mention this is Aaron. He's the first time on the show. Oh my god! It's <laughs> his first time on the show, and you didn't introduce him. He's not been introduced. Okay, rewind. Dustin. Aaron, rewind, this is Aaron. Is Dustin. Rewind, Dustin. Let's do our normal this intro. Amateur hour. Come on. Welcome that... to this special segment of the show. Now culture. Emily's going to introduce our guest. Is that camera dead? Oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, it turns red as when to which recording. one is like uh, live. It's sorry. a multi-screen thing, but they also record yeah. individually, so I gotcha. could recut. Is okay, that fancy? So I was red and I was thought it was off. Oh yeah, uh, this is Aaron. He's anyway, our design engineer. Uh, he designs all of the things and, that you use. Yes, and then uh, Jay, as you know, is our director of product resident, management. Resident snack eater. Yes. Jay is uh, now apparently, for some odd reason, unbanned from the podcast yeah. after I've been banned for what the past you? year. I'm, I'm, it's that's unclear. Not, that's it's unclear. Uh, you know, thank you very much. <laughs> This is, this is not, this is this is quickly not, turning into anarchy. To be back. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, Aaron, <laughs> our design engineer. So, yes, that does make sense. If, for those of you who know, you know, engineers in general, like if you, every room, every room, every room in this place has a different vibe. This, every room in this place has a different vibe, does it not? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, when you go to engineering, like I interact with Aaron more than anybody else in that room, right? No so, I feel like we us. have a good rapport. But then, like, when also when I walk in, this is what I get, like, from Terry. And he Aaron, somehow makes his chin disappear. Aaron is our most <laughs> Aaron is our most friendly engineer. That's why he's here today. Chris, Chris I just want you to like me, so you tell me this looks good and I'm done. <laughs> he wants the praise. Yeah, this machine he's, runs on props. He's not in it for the money. He's yeah, in it for the glory. For the props. Yep. Uh, so yes, we have to establish that that the you know that there are some aesthetic things that that come to this for sure, um, and also we wanted to have a comp in the first batch that would pair well with the FX-19, which Aaron was so nice to bring uh, one in so you could see. So things like it, you know, mating with the slide and being still being able to, to function correctly and so on. But there's also a bit of, you know, competitive analysis that, that goes into this too, right? We want to be able to offer a, a high value proposition, which is kind of a trademark of our brand, uh, but also, you know, give the folks all these little details that come into it, the package. Think of how, you know, we had to go through and deal with packaging. We had to go through and deal with sourcing all this stuff, yeah. naming them, There's giving series numbers, lots of lots of pieces, especially, yeah, especially because this is a new product segment for us. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a pretty well system in order for things like barrels or hand guards or mm -hmm. gas blocks and muzzle devices. But when we dip into something, you know, kind of brand new as a product segment, everything from literal design down to how it's received by the customer has to, you know, totally be brainstormed and, and brought back up. But let's go into the design portions of the company. Yeah, I think you and Jay touched on, especially from the system standpoint, some really important parameters that try, we tried to use to guide our design. Like, like you brought up, there's, there's a lot going on when a handgun fires and when the system operates. 
one of the parameters, we didn't want people to have to change their stock firearms. We didn't want you to have to go and find an unobtainable uh, reduced weight recoil spring. Yeah, we didn't absolutely. You, we didn't want you to have to use a light and slide. Mm -hmm. We didn't want you to have to use, you know, plus P, plus plus ammunition to get the gun to function. Mm -hmm. Our design goal was to make this reliable with standard ammunition and standard components. Right. So that involved testing our, you know, our custom Hellfires and, and Patriots, but also testing stock blocks and M&Ps and shields and SIGs and right. all the different models that we have. Yeah, because I think that's maybe one thing for people who aren't familiar with pistol compensators in general, that uh, I don't think you realize how important just that anatomy of cycling is. Yeah. And even though this looks like if you're more of a rifle person and you're just getting into the handgun and pistol modification, you know, you see it as like a, a muzzle device, a flash hider, a, you know, that sort of thing. But when it comes to the cycling of that slide and everything being integral to how your firearm functions and loads, uh, there's a lot to consider, you know, in the physics of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Aaron's totally right. You know, one of the, one of the important criteria on the design, you know, had to do with not needing to modify your slide, a stock slide, uh, you know, to get this thing to work. And, you know, it's, been very successful yeah yeah for sure well let's talk about that now uh some some house rules uh we're not going to say no who, house rules. we we don't say yeah uh, no names no names no of names. competitors um oh. that we tested against uh of the comps. yeah of the gotcha. comps that we tested against but we did we we went through and found a variety of different you know pretty yeah. well-known uh compensators and every every major competitors comp on the market uh to test against right you know we're we're not going to go into who performed how go ahead and fill know, in the blanks we're gonna, we're gonna say that we performed better yeah yeah and so what we did if you go to factsandfirearms.com slash pistol comps and click on that blog article you'll see uh muzzle flip with a bare muzzle uh with our comp and then also a, an average an average Yes. So yeah, that means save feelings. Save yeah. feelings. feelings. There's an yeah. average. Um, but as we get into the design of the comp, uh, like the actual functional design, not the aesthetic design, uh, but in the functional design, if you could just talk about Aaron or Jay, you know, the 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 dangers of overcompensation and, and what that means to the reliability of your you firearm. You should never overcompensate for anything. <laughs> I'm overcompensating with this. Yeah. Thing. It's so overcompensating. <laughs> but, you know, it, it serves as a, as a useful tool, right? Like you mentioned, some compensators for a handgun platform are too powerful because, because due to the way a handgun functions, when the... Uh, when cycling, the barrel and slide actually reciprocate rearward together. So if you're adding extra forces to this, the barrel, if your compensator is doing work, right, it's putting forces on components that are supposed to be cycling and functioning and that sort of thing. And so we had compensators that performed a high degree of compensation, but also caused a high uh, frequency of malfunctions, you know, stovepipes, failure to extract, eject, mm -hmm. failure to feed. So it really is a balancing act trying to get the performance of the comp 
maximum compensation while still maintaining that reliability. Right. And, uh, and we'll throw some of these images up on the screen, too. But, you know, the thing that was helpful for, for me to kind of understand this and, and how we market it and how we share this data is it's realizing... Huh? Is the model that we made? Is yeah, is that giant model? <laughs> uh, but, but also, also <laughs> but also the the kind of that center line of 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 mass in the firearm when you're firing. And also, I got to use one of my favorite gifts of people, you know, shooting and the gun coming back and spinning mm -hmm. him in the, the face. It's like yeah, 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 like a deagle or whatever. Any it was. chance Dustin gets to use a an interesting gift? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> His but it does illustrate. Just warms. Mm, but it does. But it does. Uh, you know, illustrate it pretty well. If you're not holding on, if you're not gripping a firearm properly, even without a compensator, that thing wants to just rotate and flip backwards, right? And so what we're doing in this design is we're trying to use some of those propellant gases uh, and push them both like down and forward. So you're getting, you know, a little bit of relief and recoil, um, but also being able to keep that muzzle down so you can increase uh, rate of fire. So would you mind, you could use your fancy model, kind of showing <laughs> us uh, the the porting design and everything that we used uh, to, to help make that happen? Sure, so I'll set this here for the moment. You know, like, like you were talking about, when you fire the weapon, right, you've got this recoil impulse in line with the barrel, pushing equal and opposite rearward. So that does two things. It pushes it back against your hand, which then pushes forward on the gun. But because these two forces are offset from each other, it also wants to rotate in your hand. So commonly, a compensator will do two of the opposite things. Two things to counteract that. You'll have, like you said, those muzzle gases pushing forward on sort of a blast chamber, so to speak, in the front of the compensator to push forward, but also having the port push gas upward. So both of those combined to reduce the overall recoil that you experience. Now, in doing our testing and our brainstorming, we realized that because the barrel and the slide want to reciprocate rearward, we figured out that most people's compensators, as the gases impact the front of that port, pushing forwards is what actually causes malfunctions in your firearm. So our side port's designed at an angle in order to reduce the degree to which those gases push forward because you're always going to have a certain amount of forward uh, forward push from the comp, and that will reduce reliability a little bit. Mm -hmm. But what we really want to worry about is the muzzle flip. And so with, by reducing the forward push on the comp and diverting those gases upwards still, we can compensate more without reducing reliability. Right. I think that's one reason everybody's so excited about our subcompact comps, because I feel like those guns tend to have more of like a snap, like you're saying that, you know, kind of muzzle flip and uh, being able to reduce that a little more for those smaller guns that have like a little more snappiness to them, I think is going to be awesome. Yeah. If you have never shot a subcompact with a comp on, it is um, sort of a revelation. You know, a they, revelation. They are. They are, yeah. they are 
you know, not really enjoyable guns to shoot. No. I mean, I mean, people carry them because they're, they're easy to conceal. Yeah, you know, right. and and um, you know, nobody, nobody would hands. want to be shooting them on purpose. You know, nobody would ever <laughs> ever choose to be like, I'm gonna go to the range and right. shoot my MMP shield. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you shoot them to to train and to be comfortable with them and and to make sure you understand. You know those things you don't shoot them for fun mm-hmm. uh and you know shooting a comp one is is um you know it's a much more enjoyable experience you know it's it's uh much more controllable you know it's it's yeah altogether better awesome. yeah and if you want to see how some of these are performing just anecdotally you know a ton of uh our ambassadors and just customers in general have been tagging us in some instagram reels so if you just go to our you know the tag section on our profile you'll see a bunch of just everything from you know high quality polished cinema footage to sure, just favorite. cell phone photo you know cell phone videos um you know showing you know how well how well these work but since most of the comps that came out this past week are in that subcompact range jay like you were talking about um one of the things i wanted to touch on is just at least it seems to me the subcompacts are even a little bit more finicky in that in that uh, compensation design, that threshold of uh, plenty of compensation versus reliability. It seemed to me that, at least with the data you guys shared with me, that it's pretty easy to overcompensate those. Um, And if we wanted to stay true, just like we did for compacts of, you don't really need to modify you know, you're gone outside of something crazy. Like if you, if you personally have gotten a custom milled, you know, MMP shield slide that already reduced a whole bunch of weight or whatever. Um, But if we're looking at just factory OEM style slides and uh, factory OEM, you know, style barrels or fax and barrels, um, you know, why is it that the subcompacts could be a bit more, you know, of a challenge to find that sweet spot um, for, cycling versus compensation and so on well i think part of it is just because they're so new like this micro compact segment has just really started to blow up very recently and they are designed as you know personal defense guns there's not a lot of aftermarket parts available yet for them and and so the engineering time that went into making them run they didn't give it as much you know, factor safety to keep keep it functioning in adverse conditions. Right, mm-hmm. not, you don't see a lot of mud tests for uh, for carry, compact carry guns, right? Right. So then the compensators you see and that we've tested, there's there's a wide range. There's comps that don't really do hardly anything for these compact guns because people don't want their carry gun to be unreliable. And then there's comps that we've tested that make it unusable. I mean, the recoil is great, but it's a bolt-action pistol now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolt-action pistol. <laughs> yeah, New segment. Bolt-action subcompact uh, yeah, pistols. Yeah, Oh, I can't wait for the tactical <laughs> games to pick that one up. Um, but that is that is uh, to me something that's really interesting because it feels like too, depending on which subcompact it is, right? Like. You know, Glock has always kind of been this open book for customization across, mm-hmm. you know, multiple generations and model iterations. And SIG, the 365 and the 365 XL took on so quickly. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Shield, which really MMP as a whole doesn't have quite the same like customization crowd. 
And, you know, when we were at SHOT Show a few months ago, you know, more than one person told us, they're like, I'm so happy you guys came out with shield barrels because yeah. like there's like, don't get me wrong. I mean, all holds barred. They're not our hottest seller. You know, it's it's just not something that people customize at People time. do not think shield barrels are sexy. And that's just at the end of the day, I, that's how they feel. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but can't I'm, a, I'm an M&B, you know, fanboy. I, I really prefer <laughs> uh, my M&B over anything else. Uh so you know, I, I, I really Jay is the one. You, you right, a little I'm on the one driving the aftermarket. <laughs> yeah. you're, and for those of you at home loving our MP stuff, yeah. you're yeah. welcome from Jay. But, yeah. but I mean, but also just you know, thinking of uh, you know, thinking of that in the subcompact realm, like there aren't a lot of people who make you know aftermarket shield barrels and upgraded shield barrels. And then, you know, we add the comp to it. And as we saw the sales numbers, it's like, okay, now that I have two pieces to mate with this, yeah. you know, this has only been a week and our shield barrel sales are up. Right? I haven't looked for yeah. an aftermarket uh, shield uh, recoil spring. I don't, yeah. try I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen one. <laughs> I tried to find one and I haven't looked for a while because we started this testing a while back. So I haven't looked yeah. recently for, you know, a fallback. If, if our comp compensates too much, do we have an alternative to offer the customer? Well, it's right. a good thing our comp works as, as designed. Because, Seriously. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's like another thing, especially with so many new gun owners, like people, especially with like limited experience, they don't want to like be messing around with all these like crazy different springs and having to change all these things. Like yeah. if you could just throw a threaded barrel and a comp in your pistol, like uh, that's easy. It's an easy thing to do. Like I, you know, it's not something that takes a lot of gunsmithing or proficiency with your firearm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and it goes and it falls in line with how we do our our barrels in general. They're drop in barrels. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like no custom gunsmithing required. I mean, it's all over our you know product copy and packaging. You know these drop in and it's going to be an upgrade. You know for you based on our processes and engineering, better lockup than OEM and so on. Mm -hmm. And so to do that with a device that can be finicky. Yeah. You know, and looking at especially the subcompact data. And again, we're not going to say brand names, but there were some because it's you know it's. Aaron and some of the sales guys and a whole bunch of different people going out and testing these things and recording their results. And, you know, some of these shots, it was like more than half fail rate, you yeah. know, like as far as like failure to cycle or uh, stove piping or whatever. I mean, it, I was, I was kind of taken back and especially I was too, looking, at the, looking yeah. at the wrong data. I was like tempted to accuse Martin of like, Having Lempris in it, which is <laughs> hilarious because Martin's a giant. Yeah, yeah he's superhuman. Incapable of Lempristing a pistol. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our customer yeah. service guy, Martin, is definitely he's one of the largest people here. Yeah. He's very yeah. tall. Yeah. But, I mean, he would sooner grip so tight that, that the frame would break. break <laughs> when he came back with the initial testing data, it was like, you had how many failures, right. you know, to cycle on this? Like, uh, you know, just sort of like shocking numbers. Like, right? How could somebody, you know, be comfortable selling that, you know, to to a potential, um, you know, new pistol owner? Right. You know, I, I mean, new gun owner. You know, it's it's like, 
Yeah, you need your gun to work. Right. Yeah. And is, and now we are seeing, just like we saw uh, when we talked to gun stuff a while back, you know, there are starting to become some circuits here for, you know, uh, competitions and things for concealed carry firearms, just kind of as a another arm, not only as competition, but also in training. You know, it becomes, you know, uh, training and practice, if you will. Self-defense training. A lot yeah. of the self-defense, EDC, you know, that kind of stuff for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, back to the design real quick and then we'll get into some nitty gritty and then we'll eat some nerds. Apparently, uh, we'll, uh, this is actually a commercial. This is one really long commercial for nerds. Oh, thank you for the rain stick sound effects. Um, the So one of the things that you'll see. Uh, and this kind of goes into the branding and the marketing side of it too, is that we came up with series numbers for these hotly debated. Uh, hotly debated. Listen, the naming. last few steps of a product are um, always the word, like the part where we come in and we're like, what should we name that? That's like, and, the, and oh, we're the, the last longest. line. We are. We're the we're last, the last line. line. So anybody else has pent up aggression. It's like when we were naming these, we had like another name in mind and then found out that another manufacturer had already named their comps that name. Yes. And we had to like completely regroup. And we like listed a bunch of names and everybody hated everything. It was a long, it's a, a Microsoft a form yeah. was made. A Microsoft form was vote. made yeah. anonymously. Voting. We did votes. Anonymous yeah. voting happened. Yeah, there was a voting. lot of meetings. And everybody's still angry about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm done with naming products. From now on, it's Stay just going to be like, we're going to name them like in sequential order. This is product number seven. <laughs> you know, that's it. Introducing product yeah. seven. Yeah. 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 It's like Chanel number nine. Yeah. 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 Easy. Well, Accent number seven. And so, yeah. so. <laughs> So what this is what we landed on, and and this will get into uh, why these this is going to be sequential with any further uh, compensators, uh, barring Jay having Here a stroke. So um, Exos, when we went through and we started, uh, we landed on Exos. You know, our original parent company and some of the background of the company, we we like to pay homage to the military. And so some of our complete firearms, for example, you know, are named after, you know, old bombers and old airplanes and, and things like that. And Exos falls falls into that realm. And then we needed a way to break it up. So it's not just a, you know, a skew or a barcode that's telling you what it is. Um, and you have to pick a number, right? I mean, you got to pick, pick a number. So yeah, we went and we started with 513, which is the Cincinnati area Cincinnati code where we're from. And so, the, and so 513 is <laughs> what like a rap song. it is. Yes, we are. We do rap on the side. Um, that's what's on that Hellfire right there. The Exos 513, which fits on our FX-19s as well as a Gen 3 Glocks. So it gave us a starting point. So it wasn't Exos 001. Right. Okay. So the <laughs> dash zero one. Yeah, dash. J yes. likes dashes. I like dashes. Ladasha. <laughs> so many dashes. All of our freaking skews. Like as you guys may know, I I'm coming up on my one year here, so I'm I came into the game late, and he's like, oh, here's all our skews, and I'm used to like you know like six six numbers. That's yeah. it. Six numbers is a skew. <laughs> now we got like dash 
QPQ dash seven five dash yeah, lowercase L uppercase L. I one. <laughs> no, but it doesn't make it really. easy for me. Yeah, but no, the makes them readable. Yeah. Dashes are helpful. <laughs> so the five <laughs> so the five one three is where we started and then it moves up. So RFX nineteens are based on uh Glock Gen three and so uh for G nineteen. And so that then sequentially moves up. So you have your fours so what ends in four is you have your mmps and then the five right now with all the numbers yeah. the so five like... is indicative of sig <laughs> and then uh the middle number is the proliferation of the design right uh, within that model or within that There's brand family the madness, i just don't know and then the first digit will then is actually the functional design See. it notates the functional design right why would anybody oh. hate this it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect. complete sense. Right. Complete sense. Complete sense. Also, you don't want to mess up. So, uh, so in the five series, if you will, much like your Beamer, um, that is that design, the two angled side ports and then your top port. And as Aaron said, that is uh, dissipating gases both out, but also angled because we did see some comps that just had you know ninety degree side ports. Is that mm -hmm. correct? And and what what does that you know forward angle you know do potentially better than just a straight vertical port on Were the you side? Not paying attention earlier. <laughs> Dustin well, wasn't paying attention. To go back to the competitors, we... I was I was working on my yeah. numbers. <laughs> he was he was yeah getting that straight in his head. Uh, so going back to our competitors, I think. And this is a speculation. I think the competitors put side ports so that not all the gas is hitting that front wall and causing the gun to malfunction. Now, for our side ports, because this, this surface is angled, that allows all the gases to, as they're going forward, they're being deflected upwards and outwards. So our side ports actually provide downward thrust to mm -hmm. counteract that muscle. It's all about the vectors. Yeah, I could get the vectors out. Uh, I left <laughs> my whiteboard. Yeah, if we could get some drawings uh, done. I, I think what we should Let's do. Look, look, there needs to be a whole segment can with we... Aaron in front of a whiteboard <laughs> drawing like vector like, diagrams. Like Sheldon yeah. with his it's with like flags. One one. Yeah, fun with flags, <laughs> except for it's... It's fun with facts and fun with facts and vectors. <laughs> with Aaron, I think I what, what yes. we what we could uh, do yeah. is get Dante or one of our other That's vaping employees to just like take a big puff of vape and blow through there, <laughs> and then blow through the big one, and you'll be able to see how the smoke goes see it out in real time. Um, well, we did we did a, a a long exposure photograph to prove that this was what was happening, and and you can see the muzzle flash coming out the side ports actually angled upwards, so mm -hmm. it is. It is performing the function that we wanted it to. Right. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> All I can think about is Aaron in a lab coat right yeah. now. I'm distracted. I know. He should wear one every day. <laughs> I, I, we've, had, we've talked about this before. That's the worst part. <laughs> the, uh, oh, it's the first time I hear it. We've talked about this before, but not with Aaron. We, uh, uh, oh, just Define, define we. It was one of me and Jay's uh, big brain trust meetings. Yeah. yeah. Big, big brain stuff. Big brain stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, you were mentioned. But and when we do record this angle, uh, just for people who don't know, we use something called a ransom rest, right? Is that how we kind of measure kind of the, the ending recoil, if you will, to get some of those measurements? Yeah. So the ransom rest, like you said, it's got basically a vice on it. It can clamp the pistol on the grip 
and it can be fixed, or it has a pivot point that you can adjust the tension on it so that when the handgun fires, it'll it'll recoil up on this moving vise, basically. And so what we do is we drop the gun in there, we set it forward at a, at a consistent level, and we monitor how far back the gun recoils as it fires. And we use the same ammunition. We do this for our comp, all other comps, and the bare muzzle. So by measuring the degree to which it recoils up, that's sort of a, a combination of that, like we were talking about, that rearward push and that muzzle flip, because mm -hmm. the rest is holding it similarly to how your hand would hold it. Mm -hmm. And so the amount that the gun recoils up gives us our overall recoil reduction. So one last technical question. By the way, that is a show gun. So if you're like Aaron's flagging yourself, Muzzle, yeah, we got there's a, there's yeah, no chamber flag. Chamber flag there's no there's flag, no firing pin, no nothing. Okay. Firing pins ground. Blah blah. So, Fire safety with Aaron. Fingers yeah, off the trigger. Fingers off the trigger. Uh, um, humans here. Yeah, right. we're all we're, we're not robots. even here. Holograms. We are. Holograms. We died in the earlier recording when it was live. <laughs> and, sorry. Uh, um, but, I said sorry. <laughs> but one more technical question um, on the material that we chose 6061 t6 was there any specific reason for that uh for that choice in metal or because it sounds cool i don't know yeah uh, definitely because it sounds like a terminator model yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean you know you, you just look at uh material properties for it and 6061 is is a good choice for this um you know no no glare the strong metals yeah yeah yeah, right. well, you, you could do steel, right? But you increase the weight, and then you increase the weight that someone's carrying around all day. And you also reduce the reliability as you add weight to the mm -hmm. comp. So we could have added the weight, but aluminum is good and, and light and strong yeah. enough for this application. So that's... Yeah. It's not seeing the extreme forces of, of a rifle, you know, <laughs> muzzle device. So yeah. it's... it's right. Aluminum is an appropriate material for a pistol comp. Yeah, and I think what kind of shines through in this, you know, if you're if you're thinking about buying one of these things, you know, looking at some of the the customer reviews, you know, that are on the website right now. If you go to any one of these SKUs uh, that have been out for a while, they've started to get some customer reviews back, and uh, you could check some of these out. But you know, our, our friend Avery, a.k.a. Texas Totem. Dude, he's Instagram. always got the best reviews for he, us. And my favorite thing when we first launched the first batch of these comps was his his line was, that boy shoot flat, flat. <laughs> and, that been, and that's become like a saying in our like ambassadors. They're always like, that's flat, that, sh that boy <laughs> shoot, shoot flat, 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 flat. You know? And and that's and that's what it's and that's what it's all about. Like it's got to perform. And yes, Aaron has the and and you have the whole you know the marketing side of it that seems like a struggle, and the and the side of making sure it fits the aesthetics that we want to go with, and so on. But just like everything we do, it has to have the functional pieces. It has to together. freaking work. Yeah, it has to work. Right, and, to, and these are the guys that make that happen. And because that's if you fun. are upgrading. Yeah. You know, you want it to make sense with what you're doing and with the gun that it's on. And so even like the design <laughs> there, Aaron, is that one of the 43s that you blew up? No, uh, this is a future Gen 5. Oh. 
Oh, we're seeing. Oh, 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 you know, some wings. If you look at the SIG slide profile, you know, it kind of has this weird, like, you know, triangular down curve. Uh, and, and we modeled those because some comps, like, it's just like a, I don't know, like an ice cube on the front end. It's just a block. You want right. it to kind of mesh well. We had endless arguments about skew proliferation and, you know, whether it really was appropriate to, to design a comp for every make and model here uh right. you know someone whose name rhymes with ryan flaxen would uh, <laughs> insist on making one singular nine mil comp that right. is a giant ice cube that fits on everything we but, said we weren't going to call out anyone but we are we yes. absolutely are we're a petty i mean if they're here, here. if they yeah, weren't here if they weren't here if they weren't here they're fair game they're fair game but you know uh we did one out we uh <laughs> came up with something we to we work it, well team. with every you know make model you know slide that that we wanted to you know be selling these for so. right and i mean even things like you know making sure that it'll function with the right springs right some of these right. have pockets some of these are open on the bottom i mean if you just look at them at, from the front from the side you're like you know yeah that's the same comp then it's because it's the same functional design but then mm -hmm. the aesthetic design and the pairing that it does with the slide and then our barrel or you know another similar uh, aftermarket or oem threaded barrel a lot of stuff you know goes into this so hopefully this little segment has been enlightening uh not and just on comps. there's going to be a lot of editing uh not uh, just no, we're, no. we're absolutely stream of consciousness we're posting this exactly as it is yeah. right. uh but uh but you can see the, like all the moving parts that go into it then when you know emily or i or martin get all this feedback oh you guys should do this and oh you should do that there's a lot of development you know that that goes into it and uh it's not just you know fire up the magic machine and just make like one. if you're commenting like oh did you guys ever think about doing this we probably have yeah. <laughs> it's probably been thought of yeah and it's either down the pipeline or it's been rejected or it's not, or it's not worth <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure well jay well, Dustin, let's well, talk about today's snack time with Jay. to bring a snack out of bringing up to the class out of uh, solidarity with my, you know, ban on all things podcast. Which uh, enrages but me. But then Emily called me and told me to bring a snack. So I, um, I can't even right now. I did. I told him to bring a snack. Uh, I was at the store <laughs> with my wife the other day, and. Uh, she spotted these Dungeons and Dragons themed nerds, and uh, I think she thinks I'm a nerd because I like Dungeons and Dragons. That's how do you? Uh, so, is that how that works? I brought this in mainly for the box design. Uh, yeah. They yeah. taste like nerds um, in case anyone's, you know, interested. And just for everyone at home wondering, I did ask if he would share, and his answer before I could even get the sentence out was absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. yeah. Does it sound like you have very many left in there? Hmm. 
Yeah, he plans good. this to very get good. his office mate Zach to fall asleep for nap time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nap time because he's a baby. Night, <laughs> night, night, Zach. Good All night. right. Very good. Anyway. Well, well, thank you for joining us <laughs> for this uh, special segment. Uh, make sure you go to factsoffirearms.com slash pistol comps. Uh, you could check out all the products there, uh, original press releases, uh, photos, uh, also some uh, lifestyle photos that show these mounted in an action. If you want to see some of the most up-to-date uh, videos of these performing in the field, uh, just follow us at Facts and Firearms on Instagram, and you'll be able to see in our tagged feed uh, all the people that are using XO comps, uh, whether it's Shield, FX-19, Glock, SIG, um, all of those are out in the wild. And the funnest thing about these, in my opinion, $85. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, get right. a heck of a good We're not trying to steal all product, your money, just some of it. Uh, for, for <laughs> we have salaries to pay. Little by little. <laughs> we have families to support. We have families to support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, have a cat. I have a cat. I love it. It's out of our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but $85. Factsoffirearms.com. Make sure you check them out. And uh, maybe we'll be back next week if we don't all get fired. <laughs> <laughs>